This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number four, Anime Jam Session, episode number 466. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And for some reason, um, the webcam is acting really, really odd right now. And I don't know why. Yeah, there's no Ari. There we and go. And a second head for you. There we go. Fixed it. See, here's the thing. When I had the five play mode set up, it's supposed to be separate from the normal default, but it's copying stuff back and forth. So I have to delete and re-add and tell it, uh, don't duplicate, just copy. Don't duplicate the settings. Just copy what it is and don't duplicate. That's that's that that's all it is. And as you can see, I to- I didn't realize that maybe about five six minutes ago that I didn't do the rundown. So I'm sitting here thinking, well, last night I got everything done, and I'm just like, why does it still say four sixty five? I hit refresh, and I'm thinking it's the cache, and it's like, nope. So, whoops, sorry, podcast derailed in under, what, 30 seconds? New record what? Feels that way. (laughs) Yeah, and and on top of that, uh, the latest Windows update just hit my machine, so, you know, things are slightly off, so I don't care. As, As long as everything is good and golden, and we can have a grand old time. So, enough about that. How is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Meh. Meh. Uh, so basically, two mehs and two nehs. It's two pairs, so I fold. 
Anywho, we are live tonight, week of August 25th, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You will find us here every Tuesday night, 9.30 to 11 Eastern Standard Time, uh, pre-show and all that good stuff here at at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We are part of the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find us and the rest of them at vognetwork.com. They also stream at uh, Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. And if you are here through the Vogue Network, they gladly host us. Hi, welcome. Nice to meet you and all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So everything is, I guess, for up and up kind of sorter. So we're going to go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, it's mostly been work stuff. I tried ordering something from Boscov's online, but... Mm -hmm. Either they lost the uh, they lost the package, they put it in the wrong place, and and or it got a uh, stolen, so I never got it, and I had to get to get into a fight with them to uh, get them to refund my money, uh... which was just great. It was so what I needed right now. Wait, wait. Sorry, I was charging my headset. No, I, I, I know, I, 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 I totally get you, but believe you me, with the bullshit that's going on with the postal service, I ain't surprised. Yeah, but they deliver it by FedEx. So. Uh, I, I actually had issue with FedEx. You too. Yeah, I've been I, having issues with all of them. I've had issues with all of them since I moved into the new studios here. Okay. I mean, Let's see what else. how hard is it just to deliver stuff to my to my apartment? They hear they hear a dog barking. And they're like, no, which I get. But when you see that there's a gate where the dog is barking from, you know, it's not like it's Cujo. And you know, other than that, it's mostly been work stuff. You know, having to schlep up and down the roads an hour an hour each way for like twice a day. So that's always fun. Uh, my laundry room in our apartment's getting is all jacked up for a renovation, so I had to go into town to do my big clean my uh, work shirts, you know, the nice uh, white ones with the collars and the, the actually wear the metal on. Can you get them uh, dry cleaned or have them reimburse you for it? Uh, not really, because the dry cleaners around here are pretty uh, costly too. Yeah. I remember when I worked at Staples, one of the managers, from time to time, he would send me to go pick up his dry cleaning, but he he, he actually paid for the cabs back and forth, and he and it was like, you know, like the till money, so, you know, like, like spare money, he would pull it out of that, so I'm like, okay, do what you gotta do, I ain't complaining. I was also looking at houses in my area, semi-seriously, yeah. because I Huh? Yeah, yeah, go on. Because I would like to actually have a place of my own to live in, and my like the realtor I talked to, I told him at the rent, like, wow, that's almost a mortgage payment in itself. It, it kind of is. It's it's the price of a mortgage payment without the responsibilities of being a homeowner. Yeah, but you know, it'd be nice to have somewhere. But like specifically my own to live. No, I, I so really that, get that. 
I, I, I understand, but also uh, uh, spread the loving joy of, of home ownership, not, not always being joy. Um, you know, it's the trade-off of like you own your own place, but then you have to take care of said place. So eh, I, I'd say that we're like, we're kind of in the situation where like our mortgage is nice, like, cause it's about the same cost we'd be paying for a smaller, a much smaller apartment. But there is so much upkeep. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm a split renter, split home uh, homeowner. It's like, yeah, uh, something's broken in the house. Well, if you buy the part, we'll re we'll send someone to fix it. Okay. Um, this has been broken. Something else. This has been broken for a year. We'll send somebody. Okay. I'm going to pay out of pocket and take it off the rent. Sure. I send the, in the receipt. You can't do that. That's too much money. Well, you should have sent somebody over. But, yeah, now it's just the uh, spin cycle of trying to get through my day without uh, really losing my mind or anything like that. Mm. It's just really taxing. I totally get you, my dude. I totally do. And as TheoX75 says in our chat here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, he goes, HOAs are bastards. I'm feuding with mine at the moment. Fight for yours, dude. There isn't a one in this area, so. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, I did a lot of reading. I did some gaming. Um, I did some more reading. I did some more gaming. <laughs> so basically you're being a teenager. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, a nice relaxing, uh, I, I, I completely was lazy as fuck this weekend. Um, I didn't leave the house, uh, except for Saturday. I went to go pick up my chips and soda from my mother and got to play with the puppy a little bit. And that was the extent of me leaving the house this entire weekend, starting from Thursday night when I got home from work. Makes it, was, it was much needed to just <laughs> sit and do absolutely nothing. You know, not having... Um, like sound in the house I just you know it was just nice quiet and except for the kids playing in the hall running up and down the hall constantly banging on the walls constantly I was ready to open the door and start beating their little asses mm. I hear that I'm like do not start I have wooden spoons and flip-flops you, you will you, get your ass beat no you might also need the, the belt and a wire hanger as well the note the show that you mean business the wire hanger i have um belt not so much wire hanger i, definitely I can have. ship you a couple of belts okay <laughs> well, I, I got a couple here i can send to you okay that'll put yeah, the these kids i these kids i really i I, I know the parents just throw them out in the hallway because it's an apartment complex and it's not like they can do anything or go anywhere or, you know, cause any issues, except they do cause issues because they're literally running up and down the hallway. Um, I go out 
of my door and like most of the kids congregate um like outside of the apartment right across the hall from me so there's constantly trash um toys little pieces of whatever they were doing the walls are all marked up with you know just them thinking they're cute writing on the walls uh so like i came home one day and there were cups not you know bottles but cups of Mm -hmm. something to drink and a frisbee and what looked like a plate of snacks and no kids I, to- I totally get it. Believe you me. I'm sure that they just allow their, their children out onto the world because I can't imagine <laughs> what the parents are dealing with inside um, because they've had to be locked up this long, you know? And, and I, you know, I, it wouldn't be as bad as if, yeah. it was, if it was just the kids from across the hall. Um, but they're inviting all of their friends from the oh. complex. So there are like 10 to 13 children not wearing masks, running up and down the halls, screaming. And I mean, at the top of their lungs. And, you know, playing games. Like, they were playing Frisbee in the hall. That's mm. why they were banging on the, on the walls. So I finally, I'm like, screw it. And I, you know, left the living room and I came into my room and, you know, I just started reading and, you know, in my room, I, I can hear them, but it's not as bad. So I I'm just sorry you're them. dealing with a current case of absent parenting. That see, really, really sucks. See, I would be the asshole neighbor and I would just find my, I would just find my best playlist of loud music load it up crank that put put my own headphones on and just relax and just be like whatever at this point i don't i have- i've ha- actually done that um i've actually just turned my music up really loud and like by my music i have drowned out their screaming with like classic music you know like piano music yeah, yeah. and string music mm-hmm. and I just play that crap on my speaker as loud as I can I and mean I get really annoyed I move that speaker right to the door so they can't hear jack shit about what they're talking about if they stand right in front of my door I mean if classical isn't metal uh Mozart wrote a song called Lish mein Arth so uh <laughs> I play that real loud um <laughs> but I, yeah, a lot of the time, the kids around here, because the way I'm, I'm basically in uh, a row, a row of townhouses. Yeah. So we have, I mean, the walls aren't super thin, but I have really weird selective hearing. Yay! Um, no, and so when we have screaming children, it's it's like unavoidable and it really sucks because the back windows of the houses are really thin so if somebody's randomly um watching 30 or doing some weird stuff on their their deck i can hear it through the windows it's not appreciated um i i I get you it's like y'all have seen the 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 brooklyn studio okay y'all understand the house next door to me is literally i'd say about two and a half feet away so I hear everything I hear the music everything and I also and I also hear upstairs sometimes depending on 
when you're watching us, you'll sometimes hear thumping running across, and that's like, that ain't any of us. That's the kids upstairs. And usually 20 minutes in, they're up on the second floor where the bedrooms are. But still, I can hear everything from right here, and it's like, oh, this is going to be a long day. And we're getting suggestions for music in the chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Uh, Bond006 says, the entire Linkin Park anthology and Ramstein. Oh, oh I, I, yeah. I, 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 I have system, both, so I can do that. System of a Down also. I, I can... Coca-Cola, Wonder Bra, America, America. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, is... You know, I, I have a very eclectic music taste. Um, I, I think have we all crap, do. Well, I have, you know, crap ranging from freaking Barry Manilow. Yes. To, you know, Death Clock. <laughs> um, so I, I have a very, you know, wide range of music. I, I can't complain um, because the kids across the hall, I don't know who introduced them it to them um i know that they range from probably about seven or eight um to maybe like 17 or 18 mm -hmm. um i have heard the 10 to 12 year old singing j-pop i think that's coming from you but on the same <laughs> i don't play j-pop you know what it is Remember it's it's somebody there has taught these children well um, so I, I don't think that they would be upset by my music selection if their music selection contains J-pop. I.E. one of those children is a dirty dirty weeb. <laughs> no, either that either that it's actually K-pop and they're K-pop stands. That's what it is. Oh yeah, they, they could also be into K-pop. Yep. Honestly, I, I feel like J-pop and K-pop and, and a lot of Asian pop music <laughs> and Bob has been summoned in our chat by the by me calling someone a dirty, dirty weeb. Yep. Yes, you, Bob. That was for you. Um, I but, imagine him breaking down a wall and like skidding to a halt. <laughs> it's like calling the Kool-Aid man. But uh, I can see a lot of J-pop and K-pop getting really mainstream nowadays because it's not as it's not as like back alley like you have to arrange with your distributor for music and like find or rip the J-pop or K-pop soundtracks off of shows and stuff you like anymore. Nowadays it's it's within the the at least it was in the school culture. It was the cool thing to get into before the schools kind of broke down. So see, see also we have to throw in there with Bob Coffee. See, he would probably break in like the Kool-Aid man, but he'd have a modified Jotaro jacket and whip out a box of Pocky like it's a pack of smokes. That would be so cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, Marco, one day, just put on a J-pop playlist and I, I give it some time. You're going to you're, you're going to go outside and you're going to hear the kids singing along to your playlist. <laughs> Then yeah, I, I, I don't know that I want to encourage them. Then again, but at the same time, I want to teach them all all the things. First thing we gotta do is, is, te is teach them uh, the ending, the real folk blues. But um, also take a notice, a lot of new anime that's on TV is on Adult Swim and Toonami, and 
it's basically the original song half the time, so could be that. Yeah, I mean, I I recognized what they were singing. I did not recognize where I knew what they were singing. Because um, as I said, I'm not really, like, I'll, I'll listen to J-pop, mm. but I don't actually have a whole crap ton of J-pop in my collection. Yeah. You probably picked it up from me when, when I'm riding shotgun. It's it's very possible yep. since you usually end up taking over my radio. Yeah. I don't complain because, you know, as I said, I have an eclectic taste in music. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, unfortunately, I am having a really bad reaction to something that I did today, so I don't know what's going on, but my body hates me. So yay, chronic pain. If anybody else is a spoonie in the chat, let me know. I heard all of you. Um, yeah, I, um, I have been in my home mm. uh, doing home things. Because um, we did have our last gathering on Friday, because we did the WebCon. If any of you guys attended, any of our watchers, listeners, um, came by and dropped into WebCon, we were partaking in some of their uh, micro-programming. Um, and in general, since then, it's basically just been whipping up a bunch more masks. Um, they have been what has been popular as of late and then also working on a lot of commissions. So it's basically just been mostly work for me. Um, but yeah, so my brain's not functioning right now. Whee! But um, in general, it's been kind of quiet. Um, I have plans to meet up with a small group who have all been quarantined and stuff and do a fabric swap situation. So what we're gonna do is bring in sets and then have different tables and do uh, like a ring around the rosy type situation, white elephant type situation. Um, and so it's, I hope that it'll be a fun break from the monotony of our current um, doom and gloom. And I get to see one of my good cosplaying friends. So uh, Alana Owlet cosplay, if you don't know about her, go check her out. She's super, super sweet. Um, but in general, that's basically what my weekend day has been like. It's just a lot of sewing. Mm. Cool. Well, my weekend day has been the same old, same old. Um, one, one interesting thing is, you know, I actually had a friend over yesterday, and we sat down and watched Sailor Moon, because I'm like, do you want to come over? And she's like, sure, but we have to watch Sailor Moon. And I'm like, I see. Oh, she has a problem, <laughs> you know, because I have, like, Basically, the first four and a half volumes sitting on my shelf back there. But, here's the thing. She only knows of the Deke dub. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, well at first, you know, I'm like, how do you not know? Because she has Hulu, and I mean, the series is available dubbed on Hulu. Now, she has seen a little bit of crystal but you know so we're sitting now watching the episodes she knows some stuff and the fact that it took eight episodes not five for Ami to be introduced her trying to understand the original Japanese names the, the music and everything it literally was a shock to her system and me trying to explain everything the best I possibly could 
then that was fun. I'm probably going to do it again next Monday when we watch episodes 9 to 17, probably. So... I mean that's a good that's a good anime yep. mentor friend though. I mean at least you're getting her into the the you know the different styles that thing and, and the way things are done and I mean now that she's seen I guess like the worst it could possibly well, be. Yeah, and I tried to explain that the Deke dub is its own little parallel universe. So it's like within Sailor Moon you have Crystal Classic, the Deke Cloverway dub. It's basically, it, even though the Deke Cloverway dub can be intertwined with classic, but it's still its own storyline because there's still some things that are slightly different. So, between, you know, so she's And learned, Serena's voice changes every 3D6 of episodes. Yeah. And, I, and she knows that there were different voice actors for Crystal because of the, the difference of when the series was done. And I said, except for the dub, it's the same character, same voice team across the board. So that and and some of, and some of the and some of it's kind of dated because there are times when Jedi is is going is saying stuff at the Senshi or one of the monsters. It's very not condescending, but kind of sexist. And I, and I and I said it's it's a product of its time, and yeah, there's there's if you go back mm-hmm. and you start watching mm-hmm. shows that came out in the nineties yep. or the early two thousands, yep. um, some of it's really cringy. Yeah, I mean, like even, I started even rewatching. Nowadays. Yeah, I started rewatching NCIS and went, "Wow, this is kind of cringy." See, I, I the thing is, the older episodes of NCIS. I haven't been paying attention to the to like the the dialogue. I just noticed to that you know that that Abby went from goth to like goth punk by the end by the end of the by the, by the time she left the show. So I mean, I've even noticed it in like in like novels and stuff like that too, like old school mm-hmm. young adult novels versus what is in a lot of today's novels. Yeah. And um and especially in 90s pop culture, like, yeah. I've been watching Third Rock from the Sun, and Ranma called me out on that the other no, day. No, I didn't call you. I was wondering, like, who's watching? And I totally <laughs> forgot that you and Mako have access to my Peacock account. And I, I was just wondering, because here's the thing. I might just go in and start watching it, because to me... Oh, it's the, so it, bad. <laughs> because you got to understand, with streaming services that have one profile, and you see other shows, and you're trying to figure out who's watching it, it's like, well, if they're watching it, I might as well give it a shot and see if I like it, you know? So that that's all it is. And it's like, you know, and, I, and there was an article where people were demanding that friends get pulled from streaming services because some of the dialogue is sexist and can be considered kind of rapey. And my the only thing I can say to defend the series is it's a product of its time. You wait about a good 10-15 years, shows that we were watching now, and we're going to be like, wait, what? It was we a had product our, our of chat its is time. bringing up. Our chat is bringing up a great point. So Bonds006 is saying... Was watching Gundams from the Gundam from the eighties. Oh, yeah. and that's yeah. A lot of the the series from those times mm-hmm. reflect reflect the times they were made in for sure. I I honestly like the late eighties anime style because it was definitely quirky. 
Yes. And I know mm-hmm. we've we've talked a little bit about this in previous podcasts where like a lot of like the late 90s early 2000s movement was mm-hmm. to this like really really homogenized smooth pretty like just pretty it's like it's nice to look at it's a nice animation style but the stuff in the 80s was quirky you had eyes everywhere facial shapes varied like you didn't know what you were going to get next week so i mean you still kind of do though but i I totally get it but um and it's like like there i don't know if you see from tina there's that show called uh, there's a there's a facebook watch series called I don't know if it's serious, but it was called Zach Morris's Trash, and they sit there oh, and they, yeah. they point I out all the sh- all the shit that he has said that's really kind of crazy. And I'm just like, it's a product of its time. And my thing is, I wouldn't pick up on it unless somebody says something because I know in the back of my mind, this is what it was like in the '90s or the early. T- it, it's okay to me, and it always says yada yada, and I'm just like, wait. And and if I start picking up on certain dialogues and stuff that's kind of cringy, it'll just ruin the show for me, and I probably would stop watching it. And you know, but okay, I'm gonna interrupt because we are 35 minutes into the show and haven't even gotten to anything yet. Wow. Okay, we yeah. have sadly derailed. Okay, so moving right along. Uh, housekeeping. Uh, no episode Labor Day weekend. We will be at. I'll be out of town. The other hosts will be off somewhere. We are also looking to take guests on the show. Drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Uh, you'll have to, uh, we'll send you out a little questionnaire. It'll get posted on Cosmic Blog with a Brain. Then we'll make arrangements for you to be on the show. There's a couple of emails in the box. I haven't forgotten about y'all. I just, I, I'll get around to responding and getting things going. Uh, next up is Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about some of the cooler stuff that we've been doing. And I think we kind of covered that during our weekend day. So if anyone else has something to say, speak now. And make it quick or forever. Hold thy peace. I got something I want to show off. We got this friggin' yoga mat the other day. Yeah. Because uh, the dicks I had a gift card to moved over to where the uh, Sears used to be. At the local mall, but now that's a there's also you know bowling alley in there. <clears throat> you know, I got like it was ended up paying like 75 and change for it down from 120, mm. which I didn't know they got that bad. I was like, because when I saw them, they're like, okay, 35 40 dollars, and this is the only one that didn't have some kind of goofy ass pattern on it. So I'm like, oh yeah, this will do. Mm. And uh, I, I got I pay for it like, I say, okay, 120. I'm like, there's no way this needs to think dollar twenty. What? And like, you know, explain to him, you know, where it was, where it was marked, and even how, you know, freaking forty dollars is too much, but whatever. So I got twenty five dollars off for them not listing it properly. Yeah, price, uh, price, it's, it's consumer law. Yeah. That was the only place oh. to have them. So. I have a new T-shirt. Um, I guess TW trigger warning for anybody who doesn't like bodily gore. Um, I'm really into Junjito, and uh, he's a very popular artist in Japan. Um, and I ended up getting a new T-shirt and some pajama pants for my birthday. But it's Uzumaki. Mm. So there you go. But yeah, as, that was my geeky roundtable thing. As long as it doesn't have a trip to, trip to phobia aspect to it, we good. Because as soon as I see that, I, I'm I'm out. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. 
Uh, I'm, he doesn't have a lot of that style of art. Like, he has a few instances of that, but there's not a lot of, like, tiny little holes. Like, he doesn't do the repetitive holes, but... There's a, there's an area in Borderlands 2 that's kind of like that, but the way it's spread out, I can still sit there and play the game, but I'm just like, God damn Gearbox, y'all 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 got me, y'all got me. So and I'm still playing the damn game. So. Makuchan. Yeah. So um, as you can see, I actually have um, uh, part of my uh, childhood collection on display. This is one of the original Share Bear Care Bears. Um, the modern Share Bear uh, has two lollipops on her tummy instead of a uh, ice cream soda. Um, it is old as hell. Uh, you know, it is original. Um, mine from when I was a kid, nineteen, you know, eighty-five, eighty-six. So it is old as hell, and um, I'm proudly displaying that, you know, I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> is she I your favorite bear? Say, uh, it is not actually my favorite bear. Um, I actually lost quite a bit of my original collection. Uh, I, I had a lot of it in a uh, storage unit when I was much younger, and that was broken into... So I do not have uh, a lot of my Care Bears, and I, I had so many Care Bears. Um, so she's actually just one of the ones that I happen to have left. Um, I do have somewhere uh, Bedtime Bear, and Bedtime Bear is my favorite bear. And I also have somewhere um, Swift Heart Rabbit, who was my favorite of the Care Cousins. Gotcha. Aw, that's awesome. See, if I was to point everybody out as a Care Bear, okay, Mako would be uh, Sarcastic Bear, Ichigo would be Lolita Bear, Ari would be Cantankerous Bear, and I would be Effet Bear. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think I nailed it. I, I think I kind of did. I, I, I actually, you know, Lucky was my favorite Care Bear. Um, I don't know why I liked, well, Four Leaf Clover or Lucky Bear. Um, I, I had one growing up, and I don't know where it went, but Lucky is my favorite. Sleepy Time Bear was my second favorite, because the color scheme of, like, yellows and blues, that was a nice color scheme of a bear. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, Bedtime was always my favorite, just because, you know, I like sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I, I've, I've always been one, um, you know... I, I definitely enjoyed my sleep. I can never get to sleep, um, either from you know normal insomnia or me just finding something and getting into it so deeply that I uh, completely lose track of time. But yeah, sleep is amazing. So bedtime bear was always my favorite. Gotcha. So my my geeky thing has been um, basically. I've just been watching um, High School DxD, and I finished uh, getting through the series. Uh, not the series, but the, the season three. And I jump into season four, and I'm just like, who called in the Japanese CalArts? I, I, I'm just like, this, 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 it just feels different. I like the animation style where they, they look like teenagers. Season four, they look like they're preteens, and I'm just like, this, this, no. 
How Wait, what series is this from? Then? High School DxD. This is the fourth oh, season. This is for the fourth season, so. I mean, but other than that, the storyline is still good. I'm going to continue watching it. I'm, and then there are some scenes where you can see they do look like their normal ages, but for the most part, it kind of doesn't. And I was talking to a friend of mine about that because she's a big fan of the series, and she pointed out that they were going more towards the style of the light novels. And I'm just like, well, maybe they should have gone with that in the first place. Outside of that, I'm still enjoying the storyline. And I have to say, this is a series where... They, they seamlessly throw in the um, the fan service and it just flows well with it. It's not like seriousness, stop, fan service, go. It's just, it keeps going with the seriousness. Here's your fan service, but we're still keeping it kind of serious or it just flows with the scene at the time and it's like, okay. Uh, I think I have like another like eight episodes, eight or nine episodes on it and I'm totally done with it and then I'm jumping into... Uh, Rosario Vampire, so see how much that was I, a good series. I'll see how much fun I'll have with that. Alright, so now that we got that all out of the way, uh, Michael John, tell us about these upcoming virtual conventions while I go take care of something real quick. Uh, sure. So, um, we've had a couple of conventions that have uh, popped up. Uh, the first is actually going to be happening tomorrow. Uh, this is being done by Sentai Filmworks. It's going to be called Sentai at Home. It's a virtual event. Uh, they only just announced it this past Friday. So they didn't give a whole heck of a lot of time to, you know, have this actually be out there. Uh, so voice actress Natalie Rael, uh, she's going to be hosting... The event is going to feature interviews, unboxing videos, industry news, and giveaways. Uh, so far, they have uh, announced the uh, some of the directors will be there. Um, they will have uh, some of the uh, staff from Moribito, uh, My Teen Romantic Comedy, uh, Snafu. They will have uh, the voice actresses from Made in Abyss. Um, they will have uh, the voice actor uh, Yoshi Yoshitsugu Matsuoko from Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and so those that want to actually uh, check it out, you can go to the Sentai Filmworks website. There will be more information there. Um, and again, this is tomorrow. They only announced it this past Friday. Um, so those of you that are listening in, you guys can uh, check it out. And those that are getting the podcast, um, which I doubt will be up uh, by tomorrow, uh, unless, you know, Ronma can get it up, uh, so that uh, anybody else that's listening in would be able to join in. But again, that is tomorrow. Uh, Tokyo Comic Con 2020, um, they're going to end up holding their event online. Uh, that's going to be December 4th through 6th. It is the fifth overall Tokyo Comic Con event. It was originally announced in April that it was going to be a physical event, but the staff changed the event to an online one, obviously due to the pandemic. 
Um, there's going to be live streams from the actual event hall uh, so that events that are going to be happening will actually be streamed from an actual event hall. Uh, there will be a celebrity area, quote unquote, a cosplay area, an artist alley, and a, uh, an exhibition area, and an EC area. It's going to be free to view, um, and then you can also pay 500 yen for premium content. Um, that's in quotes, and nothing is listed as being what that will be. Uh, but obviously, a lot of these conventions, going online, um, getting to be able to participate in events that you normally would not be able to do, uh, because obviously not everybody can just hop on a plane and head to Japan anytime they want. Um, so those that might want to see more of a uh, Japanese-centric event, uh, that will be, again, December 4th through 6th. Don't worry, I'll have the podcast. It'll be up tonight. It's usually up between twelve and twelve thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, I don't. I I know you know since you're not having to rush to go to work or anything that it usually mm-hmm. uh, gets put on to the site early. But I don't want to say yeah, you know, it'll be on the site and you don't drop it until Thursday and you screw everybody out. Huh. Well, you gotta understand because we have. Our, our our show, the podcast is hosted with Anchor FM. They made it so easy for me to get it, get it edited and upload it, you know. It used to be where, you know, I would sit here, edit it, post it, and, and it just wait. It just waits around. After it gets uploaded to one site, I go ahead and post it to, to, the, to the feed. Once that gets done, I got to edit the feed and rig around something to get it make it look nice on our website and then go now all I gotta do is just upload it directly to Anchor uh, drop in the description and it's published and then when it goes to the website I just pull up the page, copy paste everything add the keywords done I'm good with that, I love that anywho um, now that we got that out of the way. Make sure you check out those virtual events, and if you go, if you check them out, drop us a line. We'd like to hear your thoughts on them. Now, we're going to talk about something that's kind of critical in the industry, and from reading the article, there has been some blowback on this. Uh, We're talking about bias against diverse creators. Now, from reading the article, I had wondered whatever happened to this show. So, there's there's an animation artist. Her name is Sarah Issa. She made a massive uh, Twitter post thread uh, a few days ago alleging that certain companies, that huge companies that produce animated shows is biased against original pitches for shows with diversity elements such as people of color and LGBTQ. And for the record, it is, but at the same time, it's not. If you've seen some of the shows Netflix has done, You've seen Steven Universe. I mean, it's there, but we're still fighting to get more of these types of shows on the air. So according to her, the company allegedly spilt the tea about regarding a show that they funded that was diverse because it featured an all-girl cast with various body types and an and LGBT2 representation, which is cool in my book. Mm-hmm. So 
And I saw the trailers for this, and if you're wondering, the show is called High Guardian Spice. And and it's it's a new generation of, of like to call American anime. I mean, it's American created, but it has an anime style. Sort of like Ninja High School is American manga, and a lot of fan artists are books are like American manga because it's that style. So, you know. So, according to her, instead of releasing the trailer with animation footage, they released a video highlighting the creators as they talked about the diversity and as the show's selling point. According to her, the company received backlash for this and is now less inclined to fund shows that feature diversity themes. Okay, and I get that. I, I kind of feel, you know, if you're doing something with a diverse cast of people, you should pitch and show them what the work is, you know, but maybe they should have focused more on the animation first. Then once that garners a lot of stuff, popularity, I would say don't even reveal the behind the scenes until you get like a couple of episodes out for people to watch and then blow their minds because you're at that point where well, we've already started showing the series. We can't just yank the rest of the episodes. I mean, a lot of series have done that, but you know. So according to her, she basically says, F the creators who use diversity as a selling point instead of promoting the story because then a person who wants to pitch a show with an authentic, diverse cast gets put on the back burner because executives will think it'll flop like the other show that they funded. So she won't say the name of the show, but we all know it's basically Crunchyroll, so because that's they were the ones that actually it was so they were the ones that actually were funding the show, and this is where it was going to be streamed. Hell, the, the, the friggin' um trailer has the Crunchyroll logo on there, so so the show uh, High Guardian Spice, which was created by Ray Rodriguez, it was supposed to be one of Crunchyroll's original series that was supposed to come out last year, but the show, and they said that it finished production, which is good. But it has not been premiered yet. So, basically, those are your issues here. The company got backlash in regards to this, and instead of, you know, standing up to it, they backed down and decided to put the show on the back burner until they're like it's kind of, till the time is right. Now, Crunchyroll Studios Margaret Dean is also the president of the Women in Animation nonprofit organizational group. She commented that this show High Guardian Spice has a 100% female writers room, which makes sense as a show about young girls and about 50% is female, very ethically and LGBT diverse. Now, according to Isa she says that the Women in Animation Project is a scam, alleging that the white showrunners of these shows only hire other white women. That may be true, but, you know, I, I can't speculate. Now, the creator, uh, Rodriguez, tweeted uh, yesterday, I believe, seeming, basically said, I don't want to put this out there for no reason at all. I'm a trans man and first-generation Cuban-American. Alright, so, so let me tell you. I personally don't have an issue with Hard Guardian Spice. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. 
I know there are anime fans out there that do because it's an all-female cast. It's a multicultural cast and this and that. She-Ra and the Princess of Power came along with similar backlash. But you know what? I actually watched the show and I thought it was really good. I think people need to calm down, let others step up and do something and run with the show. We are not all cookie cut of the same mold. As I've said plenty of times about this podcast, every person on this show is a different race, creed, LGBT, all of that. And we sit down and we have a good time and we drink good water and we joke and, and we roll with the punches. And certain topics, different people on the team jump on the soapbox and speech. And what am I going to do? I'm going to sit back, do the gendo pose, and let them speak because it's their time. Let I'm not going to stop somebody from not saying something because I think it might not be right. If something that Mako Ichigo already says that I feel that might not be right, maybe it has to be said because it is right. The only issue that I've ever had with the show is the fact that instead of Crunchyroll dropping money on original series, they need to put that money to finance their their, their, their network infrastructure and a better app, for God's sakes. That's all I care about. I mean... Yeah, they, we, 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 we joked about this, I think, uh, during the WebCon event and our last mm-hmm. week's podcast about mm-hmm. how, like, Crunchyroll's interface yeah. is, like, in dire need of new yes. code or something because it is it is worse than, like, you know, Windows 99 code at this point, 92, yes. boot up, like, oh, Like, and the fact that there's so many ads mm-hmm. and it's just... Uh, but even then, like the fact that they're, they have the one film, music, TV, production, Hollywood is an expensive thing. Yes. And it is a risk. It's a high mm-hmm. risk. It's a high risk, low reward uh, environment. So the fact that they are kind of going back on their word and being like, oh, we're afraid of diversity because it tanked last time we had it. That's just such a that's such a see, way of like tokenly handling see, see, something. See, for me poorly handling it, I think. And I, exactly. And, and, I, and I will say this. This may come off as kind of messed up, condescending, or whatever, but I think it's very hypocritical of Crunchyroll to pull that, given the fact that they started out by charging rate subscription rates to the watch uh fan sub anime and it was a bunch of Asian people who started the site, and now you're gonna pull this? No, that's hypocritical of you. And as Bob Coffee just pointed out about Crunchyroll changing their membership tiers, that's because they broke. Parent company is losing money. Don't forget, <laughs> we did talk about last week how AT&T was trying to offload Crunchyroll because they need money. So that's why the new tiers are coming around. All right. The new tiers come out to put a little bit more money in their pocket for the fact that we kind of hope it'll build up the infrastructure, but no, they're going to take the entire group to Lake Tahoe for vacation. 
F out of here. Yeah. It's a case that they have, there's too much, there's too much supply for the lack of demand. There's better quality, higher quality streaming services out there that have original content or are working with original creators that doesn't have the bad interface. When it takes you 15 clicks as opposed to two to get to the a similar content, it doesn't have to be the same content, but a similar content that feeds that need, which one are you gonna go with as a user? Mm-hmm. You're going to go with the easier to use interface. Um, unless you're really, really hurting for those simulcasts. But let's be honest, we're not anymore. And the fact that now, the only reason I could see an uptick of business for them would be because we're losing the alternatives to it. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint, pirating. I mean, oh, yeah. this cough is really bad. Yeah, you, need um, some, you need to take some tussing for that, you know. I need to take some tussing. <laughs> but yeah, because of the, those who would otherwise get, you know, illegal anime are going to be looking for it in legal ways. Um, I mean, unfortunately, there's always going to be a market for it. Yeah, there's but, always going to be people who try to work the system. But, but, but it's more of the yeah. aspect of, you know, the controversy. I mean, like... So you mean to tell me you're scared of a series that a bunch of talented women put together to put on your network? Really? It's like it's sort of like how Adult Swim hates anime because their original programming doesn't get the ratings as opposed to anime programming, you know? Hmm. So, you know. I, I Like I said, I don't have a problem with the series. I'll give everything a fair shot. I'll give every show three episodes before I'm like, yay or nay. And it's not because of who created it, this or that. It's just, it just didn't hit my appeal. So, you know. Anywho. Well, speaking of controversies, mm -hmm. hey, Ari, what about that petition? Uh, there's a, there's a pet petition that demands content warning for sexual violence and weekly shonen jump. I'm, I'm kind of all for that. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Shonen Jump should distinguish between eroticism and sexual violence conclude... That's the name of the change.org petition. And that concluded on Friday after collecting 4,000 online signatures in just over a week. The campaign organizer, a man named Manabu Sekiguchi, demanded that weekly Shonen Jump should include content warnings or explanatory notes in panels containing sexual violence. He also demanded Jump to survey its readers about their level of sexual education in order to create expression of sexuality that can be properly grasped by the audience. <clears throat> in the campaign description, he shares his own story as <coughs> as a weekly shown Jump reader. When he was in elementary school and middle school, he often read manga with sexual content like To Love Rue. However, in, in university, he met a male friend who did not read To Love Rue, and now he retroactively understands why his friend found it distasteful. Many of the sexual scenes depicted in the series are portrayed without mutual consent, and he now understands that it's not okay to look at a woman's body in a sexual way without regard for her feelings. Mm. So, yeah, I understand where he's coming from, but like, how, did, how are the uh, people going to react, and or will, you know, Shonen Jump actually you know, implement this? I just just put like something in the front of the mon of the of the weekly manga saying something. You know, this there's something in this issue or this chapter. And just let it be. You know, given what, what, what you know, I don't know. I think maybe because of what, what happened with Act Age and on that drama, maybe it's time. You know, put something in there. You know, because uh -huh. not for nothing, 
No, nobody wants to read like a really good manga and come to a chapter where something in it, whether it's sexually or not, just something that's just triggering for them to drop the book and just walk away from it. You know? Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah, it, and it's not just in shonen. It's also very heavily in shoujo because mm -hmm. in a lot of like, I don't know, like in in Peach Girl and uh, Mars. Um, there's a lot of violence like that where it's it's definitely something that if I had known it was in the book I might have been a little bit more leery about reading the series because it does go heavily into those topics It's not that it should be that you're reading You're not reading those topics because you're afraid of them But at the same time a warning or something on the outside of the book that that reflected that it would have been a lot easier, not just like an 18 plus. Like we're all like, ooh, boobies, ha ha, mm -hmm. you know? But at the same time, the the fact that there's either emotional abuse or physical violence or like that kind of stuff that deals in those deeper topics, I think it would be good to have those warnings. Definitely. Okay, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, gotcha. Um, moving right along, uh, Ichigo, let, let's, can you bring us to the Let's dive into, yeah, let's the... dive into more of a positive note. Um, <laughs> good crossover. I know, I'm, I'm good over crossover. here with my, my free, uh, jokes, uh, for, uh, announces a new movie opening in 2021. So, Free is a popular swimming anime, and it's set to head back to the big screen in 2021 with a brand new story. The new movie was announced at the Free Series Orchestra Concert 2020 event, which took place at the Pacifico Yokohama on August 15th. A teaser visual trailer was also released to commemorate the big news. Inspired by Oji Koji's light novel series, High Speed Free follows the everyday lives of a group of boys who revive their high school swimming club. Kyoto Animation's ad anime adaptation. Woo, y'all in the chat, try to say that five times fast. <laughs> began in 2013 with a TV anime series. In addition to three seasons, five movies have also been released. So yeah, uh, if you're excited for some new free content, not free, but free, <laughs> ugh, I dive away. All right. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, I kind of want to just grab the episodes and do an AMV to, to Shawn Michaels' heart theme to free I, just just to see the reactions of people on it wouldn't be a surprise if already somebody already tried to do that probably you know it, it, it's like me looking up um demon slayer amvs to to the villain Muzip ken i forget his name to uh michael jackson smooth criminal and i found like 15 <laughs> oh by the on a side note i forget the real actor's name we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show. Um, let me see if I can find the article real quick. He was... Is it this one? Is it this one? I'll find it. It's somewhere around here. Just wanted to give you all an update that he's out of the hospital and he's on a, perfect, on a great road to recovery and... Me and Mako definitely know him as the voice of Duo Maxwell from Gundam Wing, so. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can, like, I can hear the voice in my head mostly coming out of other characters like a freaking Proto Man from the 
No, 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 no. We're talking Spears. about the, no, no. We're talking about the Japanese voice actor. Oh, not, okay. Not, not, not Scott McNeil. Not, not Scott McNeil. No. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, it's, I, it, it's somewhere around here. I'll probably find it one way or the other. But uh, moving right along, more anime is coming to Toonami to the chagrin of the people that work at um William Street Studios. Assassination Classroom is coming to Toonami. And I think that's really awesome because this will give me yet another opportunity to catch up to the series because I actually like the dub on that. So this is starting on August 29th. It'll come in at 1 a.m. So basically it starts off at midnight with Dragon Ball Super followed by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. Then you got Assassination Classroom, Black Clover, Fire Force, Naruto Shippuden, and Samurai Jack. Uh, you're into one one of the rare parts when uh, they don't have Cowboy Bebop in the lineup. I know. I mean, granted, Cowboy Bebop is always that go-to anime, but sometimes you, you got to take it out of rotation and just let it rest. You know, that, that's like... it's it, Cowboy Bebop to Toonami is what... It's basically the meme, the SpongeBob meme of old reliable. It's like you open it up and there's the real folk blues. Yeah, I, I think when they started with all of that, uh, they had uh, said something about them only playing a series like twice in a row and then putting something else in its place. Um, which is why like they played it once, put something in its place, and then played it again, and then put something in its place. And then they break out old reliable number two, Inuyasha. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, considering um, Viz has already gotten the uh, go-ahead for licensing for the sequel, I would not be surprised to see the original pop-up at some point very, very soon. Um, them go through the entirety of that and then be able to start on the sequel. Yep. 3 a.m., Inuyasha, follow up at 3.30 with Inuyasha GT. Or yeah. like in our chat where people are mentioning old series that they used to play all the time, man. Ronin Warriors was one of my favorites, but we I also have favorites of Key Kiter, the Key Kiter series, and then, uh, of course, Big O. Um, yes. I, I miss when Toonami played those. I miss mm-hmm. I, I miss that kind of crap. I loved Ronin Warriors. Uh, that was a really, yeah, me too. That was a really good series that they, you know, they did play the crap out of it. Remember, but, remember hmm. the Toonami Midnight Run, and it was Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing uncut, and everyone's like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, I remember those." Yeah, they started doing some old school stuff, doing Speed Racer and crap like that too. Yeah, we have more in the chat. We have Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. and Trigun and Gigantor and what? Trigun. Definitely, oh my gosh, that was one of my favorites remember, in the whole wide world. Remember, that was one of my first anime actually that I got into growing up. So remember when Toonami would go to five a.m. and they usually ended it with um, Eagle Rider slash Gotcha Man, you know? Battle yeah, the they they used to get into G-Force. some really old stuff when they were playing until you know five six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Little did they know that fans, old and young, were up to five a.m. watching this shit. Especially if they were at a convention. Yup. What? And then and then you wonder why it ran till five a.m. <laughs> I can re- I can remember quite a few conventions that ended with everybody sitting and watching Toonami 
and, and just, pa- and just passing out. You know, yeah. I, I just got a crazy idea. Zenkai Khan needs to, I'm just saying, get contact um, Cartoon Network, get the rights, and like right after the rave from like 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., main events. It's Toonami, you know, brown bag it, you know. I guarantee you, you will not find a single person chilling outside or just, everybody will be inside, main, like, one of the panel rooms, just watching, you know. Do, like, a Toonami, Toonami night and snacks. Like yeah. a Toonami, instead of you know, Saturday that, morning cartoons. Toonami and chill. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call it Toonami and chill. Yeah. yeah, some snacks and get, like, from two o'clock, you know. Get, do our you know that would be kind of cool, especially if they can get Sunny Straight as a guest. Yo, that would be awesome. That would be knowing awesome. knowing what it takes because you know that's what I actually did at conventions. Yep. Knowing what it takes to actually get permission for the licensing for these shows, mm-hmm. um, to actually just be able to play the TV. Uh, I don't know how well that would go. Like True. we might be able to get the licensing for the the series, but I don't know that they would be able to get the licensing to actually just you know play TV. Well, even not that, you know, just pull like two no- titles that were on Toonami, you know, and have like that little like three hour block of stuff, you know, that would be kind of cool. That would be doable because yeah. they would be able to pull, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z. They yes. would be able to pull up. Uh, uh, Sailor Moon, they would be able to pull. Tenchi Muyo, they would be able to pull. Yes. Uh, Gundam, they might be able to pull. Uh, depends on which series for Gundam and who owns it right now. Gundam Wing. All of them. It's, remember... Well, they, they played more. Th- I mean, as much as a fangirl of Gundam Wing as I am, they actually played uh, quite a few of the different Gundam series throughout the different... Uh, incarnations mm-hmm. of uh, Toonami and Adult Swim and yeah, all of that. I, I remember Wing, Seed, and I believe Seed Destiny, and the more recent ones were like Iron Blood Orphans and a couple other series. But we're t- and Shining Finger. No, don't forget they, Shining they, they went. Okay, they I wasn't back. sure they about Gundam. I wasn't sure about that, but you know. No, they they went old school with yeah. the uh, with the Gundam. They used to play some of the you know some of the original late eighties early nineties mm. Gundam. It didn't last long. Um, I think they only did one or two playthroughs of it, unlike Wing, that they played four or five times through. But they they went ahead and they played most of the different Gundam series. Mm. We're we're causing our chatters to our watchers to reminisce about the days where cartoons just played all day, every day. And I'm going to accuse all of you for staying home and watching that or uh, afternoon uh, drama TV when playing sick from school. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, see, when I was playing sick from school, I would sit and watch Nickelodeon. Yes. But it would end up being Nick Jr. So, of course, I sat and watched things like Blue's Clues. Yes, this is me, 16-year-olds, sitting and watching Blue's Clues and being completely into it. See, wholesome. I did It was just good, wholesome fun that we didn't have to think about our worries and our cares. See, I didn't have that luxury of being homesick because we didn't have cable. See, for me, it was the game shows, you know, waking up, you know, you're watching... Price is right, yes! definitely. Yeah, and then it was the news. Then I had to suffer through my great-grandmother watching her soap operas, and then I got it. 
addicted to them. And then it was like two o'clock. And it was like whatever talk show was on. And then from three o'clock on, it was the cartoons. It was my time, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. it, I I I will say this. I would watch. You know, I, I would definitely watch Days of Our Lives. Um, I would watch the Nick Jr. cartoons and then switch over to either Cartoon Network or sometimes Disney. Depended on my mood, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many episodes of that really weird live-action costumed Dumbo that I ended up watching. Now that was a really, what? really weird. Series. Okay, okay, okay. We we have to stop because I'm no, I'm gonna have to stop because I'm giving Bond 006 PTSD. I am sorry, but you 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 know you feel me, you feel me though. <laughs> All right, we need to get into our yes, yes, Dumbo Circus. <laughs> and, and by the way, that series was freaking weird. I really wish that I could find it again and be an adult and watch that <laughs> with beverages. <laughs> I would, I would love for you to do a live tweet of that. Okay. <laughs> I guess uh, moving on from our '90s nostalgia. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. We'll bring in some Legos. Who remembers Legos? Those were big in the 90s, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you still collect Legos. Have you seen the Lego Nintendo Entertainment System? Oh, man. Dude, Legos has just gone above and beyond in the, in the last mm-hmm. 10 years. Let's be honest. Um, if you're a Naruto fan as well, well, have we got the Legos for you to subsequently step on in the darkness. Um <laughs> Naruto fans pitch Ichiraku Ramen shop set to Lego Ideas. Two Naruto fans are pitching their idea for a Lego set based on Naruto's iconic Ichiraku Ramen shop to Lego Ideas in what could potentially become the first ever Lego set based on anime manga series. Their custom set has gathered over 9,000 supporters as of this article's publication, and it will be officially reviewed by LEGO and potentially approved for official distribution when it reaches 10,000 supporters. The fans, who go by the joint username Dadi Twins on LEGO Ideas or David E. Diego Escalona on YouTube, posted a video showing their handmade designs. And you can check them out. I'm gonna try and find their link so you can check out their YouTube. And if you look um, at our, and if you look at our stream, there's a picture right there. Actually, I'll just link you guys to the article. I I, I would buy this. I seriously would. I this would probably be a, a kit, a, a set where I'd actually buy it and glue the bricks together and just leave it out on display. You know. It's a permanent, it's one of those situations yeah, yes. where it's a hobby item, but it's definitely a permanent yes. fixture. It, it, it's basically the American equivalent of an anime figure, a garage figure. Yeah. Um, so well, a, lot, a lot of these that go through this system to be approved, um, they are a lot based on TV series, uh, cartoons, movies, things like that. So it is more of a collector's, you put it together, and it's not like a, well, here's a bunch of random blocks. I know um, one of the Doctor Who sets started through this. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the Harry Potter sets started through this. Um, So if they do get the votes, uh, Lego will actually look at something like this, look at, you know, the price points, look at how difficult it would be to put together. Um, I mean, this is all stuff that the people that are, you know, doing this campaign have to put, Mm -hmm. you know, directions together, which blocks they used, 
Um, you know, if there are different filler blocks that could be done instead, um, something like this, it takes a lot to put together. Um, you don't just get to put, you know, a picture on to the website and go. So what you're this. saying is this generation that's being raised with Minecraft and Roblox has a shoe in for creating new and coming designs to the uh, Lego Ideas uh, house. Very, um, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for the record, it has hit 10,000 supporters and the Lego review starts next month. Yay! But I did want to uh, comment on that where I think a lot of it is target market. They're testing the target market waters because it is because it is so much to produce and it is so much money to invest. Lego is trying to be smart about it well, and making sure that there's a target market. There, you know, I can tell you right now, there is a target market because they have a Voltron Lego kit. Even though yes. it says Voltron Legendary Defender, it's the original go lion voltron lions in that kit yeah and, and I, I i so want it it's like 55 bucks i'm like that's that's very reasonable how big is it you know i don't know but it's still very reasonable for me to buy you I, guys want to know it sell it too bad i would i would actually do a live stream of me assembling that uh, putting it together i would so what's included with this kit at least the naruto kit going back to the article is going to include mini figurines of naruto sasuke Sakura, Kakashi, Teuchi, Ayame, and Iruka. So each figure has two faces with different expressions, and they can be equipped with personalized ninja accessories such as kunai and shiruken. Shuriken. Blah, 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 blah. And I will say right now, not all of those figures would be included in the kit. The rest of the figures would be in blind bags, and you would True. have to find them. Mm, yeah, of course they would. <laughs> you might, you might, might get Naruto and maybe. I don't know. They, Probably they usually, Sasuke. They, well, they'll like... they'll usually put two in the kit, so you might get one of the adults and one of the kids. Not necessarily, you know, the more popular character. Yeah. Um, or you might end up with like twenty Naruto's. Well, I'm saying in the kit itself, they'll definitely the uh, the kits usually include two, maybe three figures, mm -hmm. and then the rest, if there's you know a series like this, they'll put them into blind bags, um, and then you get stuck with not only the Naruto uh, series, but you know whatever other series happen to be going through at the same time. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. I mean, given the popularity of Naruto, it's coming his 20th anniversary. Why not? I, I think Lego should look into, you know, this niche fandom, because look, not for nothing, look what Funko did with the pops. Look at all the anime pops that they put out with that's been printing money left and right. I mean, I think this would be kind of cool. I mean, they took a big shot on Nintendo, and like, the, 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 the Nintendo Lego kit is printing money. Basically, yeah. Just except that the Nintendo okay. Lego kit does not have the characters I want, I'm and they need forward. to fix that. Same. I but say. I was actually talking, I was talking about the the model kit where you actually build the Nintendo. So. Oh no, yeah. I'm talking about. Um, it's not called Lego. It's being put out by Mega Blocks. No, it, it's one of the Lego subsidiaries, um, so it is done by Lego, but Duplo. it's not the actual Lego blocks. Duplo? I don't think it's Duplo. Duplo okay. is um, the kid blocks. Yes. I don't know. Everyone it's, get it's... the craggle. 
they actually have they actually have uh, Mario. They have Bowser. I'm pretty sure they just put out Yoshi, and they have like little kits, and there's like electronics in the figures. That's that actually if you Lego. Go along like the the you have to build the 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 board, and you can go along the board, and it will light up certain things on like there's a little bitty screen, um, so it'll actually light up things on Mario as you're going through and playing. Um, so that needs to have more characters, because you know, obviously, I would really like a Luigi and a Daisy. That's actually that was that's actually put up by Lego's main team. That's you know because it's on it the, is being done by Lego. Yeah, this is their I thought one, it was being marketed by one of the no, subsidiaries. No, this is actually Lego because if you because yeah. you can actually get those the Mario characters and connect it to the Nintendo uh, kit Nintendo set. Because that one has the rotating screen of the first level. Okay, because I didn't think that the actual... I didn't think it was actual Legos that were being used in the Nintendo character sets. No, they're specialty Legos. Yeah, they have it on the front page. If you look up the Lego website, they have it advertised as the adventure kit or something like that. Okay. Yep. So they're just specially making the blocks for it. Yeah. Now that we... Which, still not bad. Now that we've completely geeked out about this and just realizing how old we are, but um, <laughs> I think it's time to get into Meanwhile in Japan because let's be real, y'all stuck around just for that, just to see our, just to see and hear our reactions on that. No, so. Ranma, you you wanna you wanna feel old? Try me. It's been ten years since Maruka's first premiered on Man vs. Food. Anime Jam session is now canceled. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ten years since Adam Richman visited the Jersey Shore and ate at Maruka's, and we went, hmm, that looks tasty. Well, at least you didn't horrify him this time when he got up and walked away. No, that's what the articles are for. <laughs> that was cruel. I'm just letting you know that that was kind of cruel. While you were away, Ranma, I took the first article. So you guys get to fight for the last two. Uh, I'm staying staying out of this one. So what one were you taking, Ari? I'm taking the last one. Oh, okay. Yay, you get to... Piss on you all. Piss on you all. So we're having having an R. um, Kelly moment. I'm practicing very severe social distancing, Mako, so they can be in the wet zone. However, one Osaka burglar was not quite as lucky. He was arrested because he couldn't find a mask during the shortage. Even thieves are feeling the pinch of COVID-19. At around midnight on the 23rd of April, 2020, a 66-year-old man was walking through a skyscraper-lined sh- this the skyscraper-lined streets of the Yodogawa Ward in Osaka City. Although even at this hour, late-working businessmen can usually be seen bustling around and grabbing drinks. It was during the state of emergency in Japan, and the streets were virtually deserted. The man passed by a yakiniku restaurant that had closed down due to the pandemic, and after looking around, he skillfully skillfully broke open a window and climbed inside. Then, taking out his flashlight, the man spotted a safe 
grabbed it, and was on his way home after only three minutes. After the owner found the safe with 20,000 yen, approximately $190 US, missing, they contacted the police who launched an investigation. It seemed that, while the man was skilled in breaking and entering, he failed to expect a security camera in the restaurant's kitchen. Because the intruder was wearing only a baseball cap with no mask or sunglasses, one of the detectives immediately recognized his face. It belonged to a career criminal who was arrested a few years back during a memorable, memorable, blah, 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 memorable, if I can get the word out, heist in which he started cooking in the very restaurant he was robbing. <laughs> wow. Uh, fast takeout, anyone? Um, since he was well known among law enforcement, it didn't take long for them to locate him and make an arrest on the 14th of May. In the ensuing interrogation, the man confessed, I thought I might get caught by my face showing up on a security camera, but I couldn't get a mask anywhere because of coronavirus. Since he was well known among law enforcement, it didn't take long for them, oh yeah, to arrest him. And in total, the man was facing 24 charges of robbery, stemming back to September of 2017, for a total of 1.73 million yen, or $16,000 US, in damages. However, the suspect also confessed that the effects of the coronavirus were digging into his bottom line. Man, burglars out here hustling and suffering too, apparently. And in the four burglaries he committed during April, he only obtained 37,000 yen. Man, $350 isn't enough to live on. It's unclear why the burglar didn't simply put on another kind of face covering, like a handkerchief or a scarf during his brief theft, but I suppose considering alternatives uh, is not one of the strongest skills that this gentleman had in mind for those who choose a life of crime. Um, yeah, moreover, this burglar's story indicates the often overlooked impact that COVID-19 has been having on crime in Japan, because according to the National Police, crime for the first half of 2020 dropped by 15.4% from the same period of the previous year. It would seem less people going out has been creating less opportunities to steal, but business owners are still being warned not to leave valuables and close down shops which have become prime targets. Of course, what's bad news for criminals tends to be good news for everyone else, so it's hard to feel down about their particular misfortunes. Hopefully this will motivate some thieves to turn their lives around, which would in turn free up police to deal with a recent sharp rise in Pokemon-related violence going on in the streets. Make sure to arm yourselves properly with a mask and clean hands when Pokemon going, apparently. See, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, the first thing that comes to mind is that one episode of Sailor Moon where Usagi is caught sneaking around, and she has a handkerchief around her face. I'm just like... And she was, she was playing and using the curtains for a, a dress or something. Probably. I think it might have been an episode where she's looking to make a, her bathing suit or something. So, I, 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 I don't know. But and still. And in the chat, we have, <laughs> in the chat, we have Theo X75 saying, yeah, Pokemon gang fights. Well, I t oh, I'll tell you this. There's something I heard about Pokemon that might start a fight, and I'll save that for you later. What is it? Oh, I'll, I'll bring it up once we finish through these articles. Well, Mako, would you like to appraise us with some golden showers? Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the R. Kelly remix. 
Oh. I ain't touching that one. <laughs> um, so as as we've you know spoken about on the show, uh, Japan has some really weird uh, tastes, and um, one of them happens to be people doing really weird crap and throwing really weird crap onto other people as they're passing by, uh, just to get a rise out of them. So this happened uh, July 29th. A 30-year-old woman was walking back to her uh, home in the Bunkin neighborhood in Tokyo's Sumida Ward when a man on a bicycle rapidly approached her from behind. Um, he, as he rode past, he whipped out a plastic bottle and splashed her on her left arm with some sort of yellow liquid. And yes, yes, we are talking about pee. So the woman directly went to the police and after examining security footage, because Big Brother is always watching in Japan, they were able to identify the cyclist as a 23-year-old Sumida Ward resident. Um, yeah, he's a winner here. Uh, when questioned about the incident, he revealed that the urine was his of and course. that he collected it in a bottle specifically to use in the manner he did. I splashed her with my urine, he admitted, adding her surprised reaction was omoshiroka kata, uh, which is, uh, has different meanings. It can mean interesting, funny, or entertaining. Uh, regardless, he's a piece of crap and uh, deserved being arrested. Um, you don't do that crap. Don't throw, don't throw your bodily fluids and other things onto other people unless they invite you to. Especially in this day and age. In this day and age, the fact that this ride-by thing has been ride occurring... Ride-by ...has occurred three times in the, in the same area in recent months. I mean, I hope that he was the only person doing this, but at the same time, the fact that, like... I just... Yeah. Humanity, why? Time to burn the planet down and start over. You think? Like, don't do that crap unless you're asked to. Alright, next. That's you, I think. Yeah, I just, mm -hmm. I just want to get away from that uh, last one. Mm. Use the bike, but make sure it wasn't stolen. <sighs> A theft victim uses social media to catch the suspects, and the suspects use social media to convict themselves. On the morning of August 8th, a motorbike belonging to a 39-year-old woman was stolen from the parking lot of her apartment building in the Hakata Ward, Fukuoka City. In addition to con contacting the police, the victim's brother sent out a call to help on social media, asking, for any asking anyone for information leading to the whereabouts of the bike. Uh, nearly 200 reports were received, and they were able to locate the bike in the same, like that same day, and arrested its 15-year-old rider for not having a license. While one boy was caught red-handed, further investigation revealed that he had an accomplice of the same age. Both admitted to the theft, and the final nail in the coffin was one of the posts a photo of themselves with a bike and the caption, "I stole a bike." Mm. Uh. 
Uh, the internet doesn't get its den of, like, reputation and den of negativity for nothing, but one little detail in all this is the, similarly, the similarity this story has to the angsty classic 15 no Yoru or Night of 15 or Just a Night by the late Yutaka Ozaki. Especially given the Rage Offenders, many comments were around the song's emotionally charged refrain. Running away on a stolen bike without knowing where to go, piercing into the dark night, I don't want to be bound by anyone and escaped in this night and became free the night of 15. And Ozaka's life was cut short in the early 90s, so we can't see how themes of his song had evolved in 2020. Running away on a stolen bike, stopping to take pictures and piercing them in the dark web. You, congratulations, your dumbass played yourself. Mm. It's like, who the hell does that? We've had a few cases like that where it was like the folks posted themselves online with like money or with like different situations. I think we've we've had a few like weird news stories about that, and it's just like you understand social media is social, right? Like it's like it's public. Most of it is publicly accessible. Like brains, you have them. Please use them. Hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, well, in regards to what I mentioned earlier, you know, about in regards of Pokemon and fighting, according to the rumor mill, or the trainer sheets, as some people like to call them, in the next upcoming episode of Pokemon Journeys, Pikachu is going to evolve into Raichu. Never happened. That's it what I happen. said. That's what I said. Cause I can Hell, t- they, they, they've done the Pikachu might evolve plot twice already. Well, we we will find out within forty in forty eight hours because you know Kotaku will bitch about it whether it happens or not. At this point, Pikachu is the face of Pokemon. Yep. Yeah. Do not have Pikachu in the animated series, um, or to switch him off of because I know they're trying to get away from the whole Ash Satoshi. Um, thing, and that's why there's, you know, you've got Go and his story. Um, I know those are rumors that it's gonna go away from Ash and Pikachu. If that's the case, I know Go is supposed to be getting his own Pikachu, so it's possible that his Pikachu becomes a Raichu, or his Pikachu now will be the face of the series and Ash will be no more. Yeah, be per- I, I'm thinking about it this way. Let's say they go ahead and evolve Pikachu into Raichu, and he become and Raichu becomes the face. It's sort of like when McDonald's introduced the Arch Deluxe. You know? Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. thing. Personally, I enjoyed the Arch Deluxe, but as you can see, the general consensus of people did not. I will tell you this, if they were to introduce the Arch Deluxe now, oh, it would be a friggin' success. But. Well, look how many times they can get rid of and bring back the uh, McRib, and people go freaking nuts over that. That thing is disgusting. No, you know what had me rolling? 
the, the subway commercials introducing the new um barbecue Five rib. No, yeah, they're introducing the new barbecue rib. I'm just like, what do you mean new? Y'all had this on the menu like 15 plus years ago when I was working at Subway. How is it new? Oh, by the way, uh, Mako, Theo says for you to bite your tongue because the McRib is epic. It is disgusting. I still remember the old commercial. No bone. Anywho, we derailed so far, so we're still here. I think it's time to pack it up and get up on out of here. Yes. Yeah. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth because we're independent podcasters, independent bloggers. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you'll find our links to our weekly podcast. Cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, our links to our Facebook page of convention coverage, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, You'll also find anime reviews, convention reports, and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. Now, if you like what you heard tonight and you want to hear some more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And if you go to Anchor FM, there's a list of other sites where you can find our podcast so you can stream and listen on the go. There's basically over 465 episodes for you to listen going back at least 10 years some good some bad some crazy some cringy it's all in good fun at animejamsession.com and don't forget uh, you can find us on social media hit us up on YouTube if you want to see convention coverage interviews and and masquerades and also uh, don't forget you can also find our, us on um, Facebook for our convention coverage of photography and a lot more Find us on Twitter so that you can know when we're going live and all that and all other cool stuff in regards to our website, which is pretty awesome. So now we're gonna go around the room. Um, last words, Mako-chan. Um, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of the rest of my week because come Friday I will be watching Bill and Ted Three. You're actually going to the theater to see it. Hell no! I'm gonna rent that fucker. <laughs> Watch party. <laughs> Last words, Ari. I have to be up at 4 a.m., so I have to get out of here and get to bed before I mm-hmm. shove this rolled-up yoga mat down my throat mm-hmm. in a fit of rage. I hear you. Last words, Ichigo. Well, hopefully, Namaste and yoga will help with that stress. But I also wanted to send a big shout out to Seattle for subscribing to our channel here at Anime Jam Session on the Twitch Network. Super awesome! Thanks for following along. We appreciate your subscription and we hope that you further enjoy. Good night, y'all. And my last words is I'm going to watch more DXD, have a snack, and chill for tonight. And I also want to throw a shout out to Seattle for, uh, su- for subscribing. We love it, we appreciate it. And if you want, you can find us on you can find us on Streamlabs, uh, Ko-Fi, and throw us bits. We greatly appreciate that. All the money that comes into the show keeps it going, the website and everything. So yes, and you can do it, Ari. We believe in you. 
So we're gonna go and see. That's it. That's basically the last words and all that good stuff. So that's it. We're getting out of here. I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. I'm Makoshan. And I'm Ichigami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Say good night, Makoshan. Good night, Makoshan. Say good night, Ichigo. I made it through, so good night, me. <laughs> All right, that's it. Everybody get out of here. We're calling it a night. Good night, y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!